Welcome to Creating Space for Grief and Hope with Advanced Grief Recovery Specialist Holly Gainsborough and Creative Grief Coach Elizabeth Catagnani. Here you'll find support, wisdom, stories, and practical tools for your unique healing journey. This is where grief and hope coexist and empower us as we heal and grow. And now, your hosts, Holly and Elizabeth. Hi, and welcome to Creating Space for Grief and Hope. This is Elizabeth Catagnani, founder of Her Creative Wellness and Certified Creative Grief Coach. I'm here with my co-host, Holly. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, everyone. This is Holly Gainsborough, founder of Golden Heart Grief Support and Education, Certified Grief Support Specialist and Educator. We are very excited today to have a very special guest and friend of ours on the show. Mandy Bird is a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Mandy has been delivering her brand of hope and heart-centered therapy from the stage, the sound booth, and through dynamic personal counseling sessions since 1993. She is a benevolent advisor, inspired author, and profoundly intuitive counselor and teacher whose personal experience with loss and tragedy helped awaken her to her true purpose as a loving healer and grief guide. Mandy started the Finding Hope podcast as her creative response to the pandemic and produced four seasons. Mandy considers it her purpose to free the hearts of those experiencing loss by literally loving their hearts into action. It is her highest wish that we live our authentic and purposeful lives with power and joy. She is very excited to talk about the book that she co-authored with Chris Sade. Tears are the source of your passion, the power and passion of authentic grief. It is available now on Amazon. Welcome, Mandy. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to discussing and sharing with all of you today. Yes, I'm super excited that you're here. We actually have such an amazing history together. I just wanted to share quickly that back in 2011, Mandy and I had co-founded a center for grief and hope called The Respite. And also Holly was involved with helping to lead workshops and groups there as well, support groups. And so just the fact that we have all just grown (laughs) through our grief journeys and our healing over the years and and the way that we've uh, reached out to help others in so many different ways since then. But that was such an amazing time in my life to share those. We did four wonderful years of that nonprofit together. And so to have you here today with us is such a gift, and I can't wait for our listeners to hear all that you have to share today. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, first, I wanted to start out with asking if you could share with our listeners just a little bit more about your background and when you first realized your passion for wanting to help educate and support others on their grief journeys. Absolutely. And I do want to say again, I'm, I'm so touched that you all invited me to be on your podcast. And I'm, I'm, I admire each of your hearts and your talents and your skills and all that you both are producing and sharing with others and giving back and what a big difference you're making in the world. And I'm, I'm just behind you. I mean, cheering you on and so excited to um, to be able to share with you today. Um, and it does touch my heart so deeply, um, the history that we have. I mean, it's really 
amazing. Like you couldn't make it up. I mean, it's so special, this incredible history we have and um, the nonprofit that we had, um, our, our grief center and all, you know, honestly, if, if none of us did another thing the rest of our lives, what we did at the respite was so special and so unique and made such a difference in the lives of a lot of people. And so I just, I'm so proud of that. Um, and, and to answer your question, I mean, honestly, for me, when I was a little girl, um, when I was eight years old, um, I had a tremendous heartbreak and, at that time, I was very aware that even though the adults around me loved and adored me and I felt loved, I felt very, very alone that no one really knew how to talk to me about my grief, about my suffering, my hurt, my sorrow. And I just began to notice that not only my family, but that literally the world I was living in you know, our culture wasn't able to connect with people or talk with people. I mean, it was like I knew that I had to put a smile on, that that's what was asked of me. Just, you know, that it, it was an unspoken rule. And I know you all can relate to what I'm saying, that we're really taught to, to hide our grief. And so I think, you know, what was born in me through that is and I had a I had a really incredible I I think it was a spiritual experience as a young child. What was born in me was this, you know, feistiness and this righteous indignation that I didn't want other people to feel so alone when they were grieving. And I wanted to uh, let people know. I mean, it was like, you know, all of a sudden it was like I had this fiery torch in my spirit that I knew that a part of what I was meant to do in the world was to really support and help people in their grief because it's such a part of our full humanity. I mean, it's such a part of what it means to be human is to also have grief. We can't escape it. Um, so from a very young age, and then, of course, I had other ideas of things I wanted to do. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I wanted to be a hairdresser. I mean, there was, I wanted to be a decorator. I mean, there were all these beautiful things. But I kept coming back to again and again, like this was my calling. This was my calling. It was so clear to sit with people that were suffering, you know. And I, I mean, I've always been that person, and I'm sure you all can relate to this, that, I mean, I, I can be sitting on an airplane and people are immediately telling me their story. You know, it doesn't matter where I go, what I do you know, people just see that in me that I care and that I'm open and that I, uh, it matters to me and I want to know. So, um, you know, I went on and I got my undergrad in religious studies and then went on and got my graduate degree and just immediately opened my practice. And 30 plus years later, which I can't even believe that I'm able to say that it's been that long, um, you know, here I am with all the incredible things that I've been able to experience in supporting people who are grieving. It's truly incredible that you knew from such a young age uh, that you felt that kind of a calling. And yeah. you've, I'm sure, undoubtedly, I know you've blessed so many people with this amazing gift of yours 
to help other people through this experience of grief and healing. And I love hearing about how that all began for you. So thank you so much for sharing that, that piece of yeah, your story. And Mandy, and you're, and you're so right when you talk about none of us are called to do something without a purpose and without that experience. And I think we all have come to doing this grief work, especially and grief support and grief, grief guidance and grief comfort and all of that because of our own losses and our own history and our own stories and all our observations of that, you know, and, and I think that all of us, you know, and I love, we learned from you, Mandy, you know, I started for certainly meeting you and I know for Elizabeth meeting you and all of us just sort of watching you with people and just who you are, you know, to recognize that grief is a normal and natural reaction to loss and that our society needs to normalize it. And you help do that every day. And so you inspire. You are just an inspiration, certainly to me, and I know to Elizabeth as well. So on, speaking of inspiration, what inspired you to co-author Tears are the Source of Your Passion with Chris? Mm, I love that question so, so much. Um, so this book that Chris and I um, co-authored, I mean, I, I'm so proud of it. It's, it's so special. And really what inspired me was through the process of, of working at the respite um, when, we, when we had our nonprofit, really feeling that people would benefit greatly from having, you know, um, a process. You know, what, what, you know, and Chris, my co-author, um, he is a brilliant, brilliant man himself, uh, a psychotherapist for many years. He's a philosopher, uh, incredible um, intellect, and uh, still a life coach to this day. And he came to me and said, hey, I think we should, you know, I think we should put together what we've discovered. You know, it's like we, we've, you know, we've cracked one of the codes and I'm saying it that way intentionally because, you know, we're all unique and we all have our own authenticity and there's not one way to grieve. There's not one right way. So, you know, I say that with full respect for everyone else that has their ideas and their process and what works for them. And this is for Chris and myself and for others that we have trained with and researched with for many years. It's like, Hey, Here's a process that we've discovered that really allows you to walk through your grief in an empowered way and with dignity and with pride, honoring your full humanity. And when, when he and I, you know, decided to do that, I, I'm, I'm so thrilled that we have this imprint and that this will live on after I'm here, that these, you know, these words will always be here, even when I'm not. And, um, that it's such a uh, it's such a way, and and I know we're going to talk about that more. But it's it's such a way. This book is so important because it helps the reader in such a personal way, while empowering them. Um, because so many people feel when they're deeply grieving, they feel a tremendous amount of shame, and unfortunately you know, we haven't yet evolved enough. Humanity has not evolved enough um, where when people are 
You know, I mean, I just met a woman this week for the first time whose beloved husband died during the pandemic of COVID. And her loved ones, meaning well, you know, were basically like, okay, I mean, literally, like, it's time to be over it now. And, and so we haven't yet evolved to understand what the process of grief really looks like. And this is mine and Chris's um, take on, you know, here's how you can support yourself and here's how you can support loved ones or support colleagues and moving through your journey while, you know, your grief journey while honoring your authenticity and, you know, being empowered while you are, you know, experiencing your broken heart. So that's really what inspired me is just wanting to put something. Well, I have to say this too, (laughs) is putting something out there that has some freaking depth by God that is not plastic and, you know, artificial and, you know, because people that are grieving, man, they can see through that BS in two seconds, you know, that that is, you know, it's like, don't give me a bunch of platitudes, right? Be with me. And what is it really like when your heart is shattered? What is it really like? You know, support me through that. That's what I want to know. And so that was a big part of what inspired us around this book was, you know, leaving something as a part of our legacy and an offering that has some depth because God, we need it. (laughs) Be sure, you know, I I think about we're such a grief illiterate society. And I always say, you know, people are really well, most people are well-intentioned, but uninformed. You know, when you talk about this woman you met and the way it's time to get over it, you know, and that's, because of the, that's their discomfort with that person's grief because people are uncomfortable with other people who are grieving because they're not comfortable with their own because they have their own tapes and stories that play. So yeah, and, and, I, and I love that and I love what this book provides. You know, grief isn't one size fits all. It's not just one model to use. You yeah. know, and different people write books and they well, well, ours is the best. You need to do what we're doing. Um, and that's not true, not true. Because everybody's relationships are unique to them. So thank you. I, that is a beautiful and lovely and heart-centered answer to that question. So and, and follow-up, thank you. What makes this book different? What makes it different or special in relation to the other books? And there are, you know, there's, there's so many books on grief out there that you go to Barnes & Noble, you go on Amazon, you go like, like, what do you pick? You know, and that's, so confusing for grievers, especially when their depths of their grief, like, I don't know what to take. I remember buying when Stephen died, I bought so many books. And I'm looking through, saying, no, not this one. Nah, not this one. Oh, this one's cute. Okay. So <laughs> what makes yours special in relation to all those other books that exist on the topic of grief and healing? Yeah, I, what makes this book special is that the, the first part of the book I mean, the title again is Tears are the Source of Your Passion, the Power of Authenticity and Grief, is that we're talking about the relationship of your individual authenticity with grief and how that introduces you to your passion. What we're really doing in our book for people that are experiencing heartbreak, 
whether it's a job loss or whether it is a tragic death, whether it is a divorce. I mean, what we're saying about, you know, whether you're grieving about what's gone on um, around the globe, what we're saying is, you know, we're ennobling grief. We're giving, we're giving grief its proper place at the, you know, the table of our humanity by acknowledging what does grief actually do? What can it do? What does it do? I mean, none of us want to grieve, but what can happen when we're willing to have the courage to dig for the treasure? I mean, it doesn't automatically come. You have to be willing to to be introspective and to get support and to learn and to grow. But man, you know, none of us would be who we are today if we had not experienced the fullness of life. Everything that happens in our lives, the painful, the tragic, the beautiful, the amazing, everything. So I think our book is special and unique in that it ennobles grief and speaks about the relationship between authenticity grief and how that introduces us to our passion. And then the second part of our, our book is really, we're literally walking with you, the reader, through your own journey. We're walking with you step by step and guiding you and supporting you. And here are seven steps that can truly support you. Um, as you're trying to navigate, you know, your own heartbreak and navigate your grief. It's not just theoretical, it's also practical. And I think that makes our book very unique. Yes. And I was actually going to say that reading your book was such a personal experience and the way that it did just bring up the topics of things such as joy and passion in relation to grief was something that I, and I've read many, many books, obviously, on grief, and when, especially back in my early, very, very early days when I lost, I had a stack next to my bed, probably, you know, three feet high. And not in one of those books have these, these specific topics been dived into or really even uh, discussed to the level that they are in this book. And so you really, the depth in this book is, is just phenomenal. (laughs) Like you really, it really goes deep and it really dives into you and your individual journey. And I just felt so supported in reading that even today. And I know it's going to be one of those books I turn to in the future as well, as I move forward in my healing too. So I just want to share that with the readers that it's really just such a deep personal experience that you rarely find in other books on grief that I've noticed. And so one, one um, line, one quote that I wanted to share that I really, really loved and your books divided into two sections. The first section really discusses and highlights the relationship between grief and passion. And the one, one, quote that really stood out to me was our capacity to feel grief is as much a part of our humanity as our ability to feel joy. These two rivers or feet of feeling grief and joy are the lifeblood of who we are as human beings. And 
I was wondering if you could just go a little deeper and tell us more about the connection between grief and joy and discovering one's passion. Yeah, absolutely. Is that, oh, and I just, I love hearing you read that quote, just brought me so much energy. And, you know, our joy introduces us into what we're excited about, you know, what turns our, our, our spirit on, what awakens our souls. Um, our grief really introduces us into the intimacy of what breaks our hearts and what really touches us at such a deep, profound level. And it's actually that partnership, that marriage between grief and joy that allows us to discover our passion. I mean, we need both of those rivers to, because, you know, we, we, I think something that is common uh, um, across humanity, across ethnicity, race, gender, um, is that we want to know that our lives matter. We want to know, most of us, 99.9% of human beings want to know that we, we matter. We're here for a reason. And, and so helping people discover their passion, their calling, a, a wonderful way to do that is to ask yourself, you know, what brings me profound, authentic joy and what breaks my heart? What, what grieves me deeply? And it, really answering that and looking at that helps us discover this is what I'm passionate about. And this is where I want to use my gifts. And it's so fascinating because each of us are so different authentically. Our, our, our own unique idiosyncratic authenticity is so different I mean, we have so many similarities, of course, being human, but, you know, what speaks to your heart and brings you joy and brings you grief and breaks your heart? I mean, those are beautiful keys that introduce you to where you want to apply your gifts. And that allows us to find meaning. That allows us to find meaning. Um, And I think that we've been... um, I think we've been betrayed, and, I, and I, I'm really choosing that word intentionally to, to minimize our grief and to ignore our grief and to run from it and suppress it, and it creates all kinds of other issues when we do, psychologically, emotionally, physically, when we deny our grief. It's a very high price to pay when we deny our grief and creates a lot of chaos and wounding in our lives when we do, and it hurts the people around us as well. But we've been, I, I really feel like societally, it's like been a big betrayal. It's like, don't, don't, don't pay attention to your grief. Ignore it. Ignore it. When that is also one of our great teachers about our own authenticity. I love yeah. helping people finding meaning through the process and connecting to that passion because I, I feel, I know from my own experience anyway, finding and igniting that passion was really what helped me out of the really, really the darkest 
darkest parts of my journey. And for you to explain that the way you did is, is truly so helpful, I think, for our listeners to, um, to, to, to understand that connection as they're trying to maybe find their way out of the darkest parts of their grief. Yeah, and, and yeah, giving people yeah. permission to go there, Mandy, you know, those words, and, and certainly Elizabeth and I try to do that on our podcast, and I try all the other things that I do, giving people permission, you know what, you get to grieve, you get to grieve, and that, that's what, you know, I hear, that, that permission to just feel those, that painful feeling, it's all a part of it, it's all part of our being human, right, it's our human, yeah. and that's our human right, it's our human right to grieve fully and deeply and embrace it. Yes. I mean, mm. I just want to say amen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, my heart is full in this moment. Um, so you talk about the individual experience of grief as well as collective grief or global grief. Can you, Mandy, elaborate on the idea of mining the gifts within the grief and how grief connects us as a whole? Yeah, and I, I, I can't talk about this without really bringing so much honoring to my co-author, Chris Saadi. I, I want to say Chris has introduced me and others so much to um, holding the world in your heart. And that for, for me, a part of finding meaning in the world is of course not only you know having joy and enjoying my personal life. I mean, you know, I'm going to get to do something fun this weekend. I'm super excited about. You know, I mean, we all, you know, have our personal lives we want to pay attention to, and it matters the quality of our lives. I mean, it matters that we have self care and we nurture ourselves and we have joy and we, you know, go for the things that we're passionate about. Absolutely, and that my gifts are for me and my gifts are for the world. And, and listening to Chris through the years, who's just a phenomenal teacher, um, an incredible leader, listening to him really, I mean, once your heart is broken open, it's this amazing thing that happens is, by God, we want to help the world. I mean, so often when people are grieving, it's like something is awakened inside of them that we want to give back. We want to serve. We want to be in solidarity. And really understanding that, you know, here here I am, you know, I live in the South, in the U.S., you know, a Caucasian woman, and that my, you know, my broken heart is connected to, you know, my sisters across the globe, you know, in South America, in Africa, in Europe, in Asia, in India, you know, that we are all, we are really, if we're willing to be open-hearted, we are united in our grief, you know, and that grief is grief is grief. It hurts all of us. And once you're awakened, then you do want to give back to the world. You really do. You want to use your gifts to make a difference. And that's what all of us are doing in our lives is seeing how we can help others. And, and that unites us. 
you know, we're not, the last thing I'll say is we're not as separate as we want to think we are. We're not, you know, we're so united in our joy and we are united. Um, and it allows us to understand that we are a citizen of the world, you know. And that's such an important reminder to know that no one is truly alone in their grief, yeah. that it's universal yeah. and it touches every one of us and it's part of everyone's story. So yeah, you know, it makes me think about when I, you know, when I think of this, that the love and the light in us needs to remember to recognize the light and love in others because we're all carrying yeah. that light and that love. We're really yeah. not as separate as we think, yeah. Amen. That's right. That's right. And uh, for section two of your book, Mandy, I absolutely love how you discuss this, this model, the seven steps toward the power of grief and hope. Uh, this, this model has very personal meaning to me because this is a model that I've used for 14 years now, <laughs> I believe, uh, which is wild. My, uh, the anniversary of my late husband's death is actually in two days. And so I've really been in that anticipatory process this week. And so getting to have this conversation right now is, is very special to me. And this model truly, truly helped me move forward on my path and helped me to be where I am today. So hearing up, thinking, <laughs> trying not to cry over this. But uh, mm -hmm. could you share with our listeners the seven steps and what makes this model unique and its goal of supporting someone on their journey? Sure. Well, I, I love what you shared, Elizabeth, and that really touches my heart. And it, it's just thrilling to hear. And I'm, I'm so happy to be able to talk about it because what, I just want to say, you know, my gift my gifts are what they are and and I'm not a great marketer or promoter and so this book needs to be in the world it deserves to be in the world and um and so I'm I'm so excited to have this platform for new people and others to be exposed um because this book people need this book it's that important. It's that good. It's that profound. And it makes a difference. And I've been doing this work for 30 years and I see the difference these steps make in people's lives. And so these, the way to think about the seven steps is that they are a process, you know, that, that you can uh, do step one and then maybe you work on step six. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, um, sequential, you know, and we speak about that in our book and we speak about, um, we're very personal in the book. In fact, Chris and I share a lot of our own personal stories about our lives in the book is that, you know, it's, it's, we guide you in how to use the steps um, as though you're sitting with us, you know, in a coaching session or in a therapy session. Um, but step one is affirm your grief. And, and briefly, I'm not going to be able to do these steps justice and just an introduction. So I, I really, um, I do want to say that, but affirm your grief is very much about allowing it 
just allowing it. If what we said, it's what we've said earlier in the podcast, the importance of honoring and allowing our grief to exist. And and for each step, there's a whole chapter for each step in the book where we go into each into depth of what each step is about. Um, the second step is open your heart, and that is the importance of not shutting down is basically what that's about. Because we cannot, if we shut down, then we, then we lose the opportunity to discover our passion. We lose the opportunity to bond with others. We lose our, um, I mean, we, we lose our connection to life. So keeping your heart open is very courageous and takes a lot of, um, tenacity and and of course you know we encourage people to get support during it because it's not easy to do on your own um step three is initiation and this is a very sacred step about trusting and it's a really also mystical in terms of trusting how life unfolds even though we have these moments of this is unjust this is unfair and, and we're very sensitive about it for people that have experienced a crime. I mean, you know, nothing about this is cavalier, but it's about really the holy ground that we're on when we're grieving. So we're really ennobling grief when we talk about initiation. Um, we learn about who we are through initiation. Um, Step four is paradox, and that's learning to look at life both and instead of black and white. And I can tell you that is a life-saving step. It is a sanity-saving step. Learning paradox can transform how you walk through your grief. And I've had person after person tell me that learning that step completely shifted how they move through their grief journey. Um, step five is spiritual fortitude, and that's about what brings you comfort, how do you connect to the larger, to life, whether you believe in a divine presence or not. Um, it, it's about, you know, how to help you feel connected to the world around you. And, and then, of course, for people that have a personal faith, um, how to access your faith and how to connect with your faith. Um, and step six is about service to the world. And this, uh, this step is about empowering the individual that your pain is not in vain, period. It is not in vain. And that there is a whole hurting world out there that needs you and needs your gifts. And the last is step seven, which is a very courageous thing to put in a grief process. I must say it's, it's celebrate. And that's because we are lifelong students of paradox and that I'll be darn, we have to celebrate our journeys. We have to celebrate our lives. Of course, we're not saying that we're celebrating a tragedy. Again, we are not cavalier. We are not insensitive, but we are saying in a very deep, profound way, what allows us to be whole beings is holding both of those rivers that we talked about, hope and joy, joy and grief, right? Joy and grief. We need both of those rivers. And 
and and really with great you know soul pride claiming our journeys like man I made it <laughs> and look at what I've learned and look at how I'm giving back to the world I mean this is it's very profound um, so I'm going to stop there because I could go on and on and on. <laughs> Thank you for covering what each step is. And, and you're right. There's so much to each one that's incredible. And it's so hard to share it in the amount of time we have. And I will say that a couple of my favorites uh, of the, of, out of the steps are service, which is what we're actually doing right now, <laughs> giving back through our own experience and our own stories. And I've also really been embracing the celebration of life. I've really been putting energy into that the last several years and just having, you know, being in those moments of joy and just being so grateful and, and feeling so much love and, and just feeling all the feelings. And it, it feels liberating to allow all the feelings. So thank you for sharing more about what the steps are. And uh, there's every, every single one is just absolutely incredible so thank you yeah yeah this is just powerful stuff um and listeners i know we're going longer than we usually do in our episodes but this is important this is an important episode and we hope you're sticking with us um, we are going to wind down in a minute but just hang in because mandy is an enormous and important and powerful resource for grievers so i want to share some of the um, seven steps that really they resonated with me and I just, I just felt them deep. They affirmed your grief. You know, we always say, feel your feelings. Don't stop your feelings. Just be in it. You know, just be in it. Lean in. Befriend your grief. Grief is not your enemy. So affirming that. And they open your heart. And I read in the book, um, Mandy, you gave an account of falling to your knees. And how basically, I will paraphrase, how am I going to get everything done? The grocery shopping, all of those different things that you have talked about. And I don't think there's a griever around, and we're all grievers in one way or another, that hasn't thought, how am I going to put one foot in front of the other? And you open your heart, and you just be still and do it. And that opening yeah. the heart space opposed to closing in. And I was saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. Or I can do it if I don't feel anything. You know, and that's what we're, we're taught to do. Don't feel your feelings. Just keep yeah. busy and carry on. But opening your heart fully, like, like you said, breaking your heart open, falling to your knees, and lifting yourself up. And that just, that was powerful because I can remember falling when Stephen died and when my father died falling to my knees and how the heck am I going to do this? And sometimes there were days I remember how I got from my car to the store in the parking lot. You know? Yeah. But we did, right? I did. And we did. And then of course the paradox, the grief and joy. And I, and I share this all the time. I hashtag you know, joy and sadness can coexist. And people don't realize that you, you're allowed to be joyful as much as you're allowed to be grieving. Give yourself permission to feel both. I love that. So I could go through all of them. They're amazing. Um, and I love this. And I just, I love this. And I can't wait to go and read it from cover to cover now. You know, it's just an amazing, again, resource. So, and thank you for this resource and for you just being you. What do you hope, Mandy, that the reader will take away from this book? It's a deeper trust. 
Yeah, I think I, overall, it's a deeper trust in their own authenticity, in their own being, a deeper trust that, you know, allowing themselves to be who they are in their grief journey and how they need to do their grief journey and, um, and to, be, um, to be empowered um, to use their gifts for themselves and for others um, and to know how, how beautifully human they are, beautifully whole and human um, with, with our grief. That's, that's it, you know, um, but to really understand that our, that our grief does help us discover our authenticity and um, that that allows us to know what we're passionate about so we can give back to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And, and I look at this and I know I asked you this early before we all hopped on to, to the episode. This for me because of the work that I'm doing and Elizabeth is doing and you know, with my one-on-one work and workshops, this is just another tool to add to my kit. You know, this is so phenomenal. Um, and is it something that you are comfortable having other grief support practitioners, grief coaches, et cetera, using this in their own practices with clients or in educational workshops? I mean, for me, that is music to my ears and a dream come true. I think that, I think anyone that gets their hands on this book who works with grieving people is going to find powerful ideas and tools for workshop sessions, for one-on-one sessions, um, to, to give people not only uh, ideas and theory that will help them, but practical tools. Because with each step, we provide practical tools as well of how to use the step. Um, so, yes, it, that, that for me... I, one thing that is incomplete for me and that it is that this book is not out there being used to the extent that it deserves. And so that's something I really heavily carry in my heart and pray about a lot. So the thought that practitioners out there using it, coaches, therapists, workshop leaders, I'm just, you know, even within the workplace, I'm, it just makes me my heart smile ear to ear. Well, I'll say that, you know, a lot of many of our listeners are people that attend the grief support group I do for the National Brain Tumor Society. Some are clients and have joined some of the workshops. So those of you who are listening that know me, get ready because you'll be hearing (laughs) me pulling from this and doing stuff with this book and Mandy's expertise in this. Is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with today, Mandy? Yes, it's that to really... um, to deeply trust your own process and your own heart, to really trust your journey and what you need, you know, because one week when we're grieving, we need, you know, when we're in the throes of the intensity, you may need something. And six months later, it may look very different what you need, you know, to trust your authenticity as you move through the process. Um, so that that would I w- is what I would say, and to make sure that when you need support, that you know you're not alone, because because when we're grieving, we don't have to fall into despair. We truly don't. It's 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 a shocking thing for me to say, but you know we have may have moments of despair, but we don't have to stay there, you know, because there are 
people and ideas and tools and philosophies that can, can lift us up and out, but we have to keep our hearts open in order to do that work. Yeah. There's a great, great quote I heard. I think it may have been from David Kessler. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that quote, but it really it spoke to me when I heard that. Yeah, yeah. And then, last but not least, and very important because I know our listeners thinking, okay, so where do we find Mandy Bird? Because now we want to find the book and we want to find Mandy and Mm -hmm. check her out. So where can our listeners find your book and how can they find you, my friend? Sure, they that I'm I'm thrilled to share. So they, you can find me at MandyBird.com. And um, the book, Tears are the Source of Your Passion, The Power of Authenticity and Grief, is on Amazon. And um, you also can find the Finding Hope uh, podcast still. Um, our four seasons are up on any of the podcast platforms. And uh, lastly, you can find me on Instagram at Counselor Mandy. I follow you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know Elizabeth Thanks. does too. For me, yes, I follow you. I I pay attention to your everyday posts. So you are very much in my feed, and I love it. <laughs> it gives me so much. Energy. <laughs> I just I'm so grateful that you are here with us today. It's truly been such a gift, and I know that our listeners have just gotten so much out of this discussion today. And I can't wait for everyone to pick up your book and to learn more about these amazing, amazing tools that I think everyone needs to know. So just thank you so much for being here with us. It was my honor. And it was such a joy to be able to speak about grief in such a depth-filled way. So thank you to the two of you for providing this platform to speak about the reality of grieving um, in such a depth and beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you. And that concludes our show for today. We hope that you will follow, like, and rate us on the podcast platform that you are on. And we look forward to seeing you all and being with you next time. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, everybody.